It's the Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty podcast. Breaking headline out of Britain. A new study finds parents of new babies sleepless. Wow, I would have never made that connection. For new moms, it's about an hour less a night. And then for moms and dads, for the first six years, about 15 to 20 minutes less on average. Well, obviously, yeah, this baby's crying. This baby eats through the night. You're going to be up feeding it. Yes, sir. Obvious headlines. We like to do this every now and then. Whenever there's an obvious study that comes out, obvious headline. For example, Christians, 12 times more likely to attend church than non-Christians. Who would have known? Who would have known? I'm glad they crunched the numbers on that one. Survey finds fewer deer after hunting season. Mm, mm. I would have never made that connection. No, No, okay, no. Now that I think about it, it makes sense. Study finds patrons of the boot in Blythe often intoxicated after leaving. Wow. I'm glad researchers looked into that. Breathing oxygen linked to staying alive. Oh, that's a good one. I should breathe more. Pools, diarrhea, not a good mix. Thank you for that study. Yeah. Don't diarrhea in the pool. It's a bad mix. These ones I read were actual headlines. You wouldn't know that at some of the pools I've been to. There was an unopened Super Mario Brothers game from 1985. Just sold for $100,150. Yeah, very rare. It even had the original seal sticker on it. In the bubble wrap, this thing was protected. It's It's a Nintendo game. You can literally like download it on your phone right now. I know, but some people after the original. The nostalgia, buddy. I play it on my laptop. Like, you can pirate this stuff and you can play the full Super Mario. It's not the same, though. Actually, it's exactly the same. I know. Person who sold this game, this is what it sounded like when they cashed the check at the bank. All that setup. All that setup for, for that. that sound effect. Oh, yeah, that was good. <laughs> we wasted everybody's time. Well, I'm disappointed. I told you before we went into this break, I want all the sound effects from Mary Brothers. And that's all you had? One coin? I yeah. thought there was going to be this explosion of coins. I have one more. You lost a life. Sorry, buddy. A Manitoba man called 911 for the most Canadian reason ever ever. Couldn't roll up his rim? No. The other reason. To ask where he can rent a Zamboni for an upcoming hockey tournament. Of course. So police had to release this statement on Twitter. We understand that in Canada this could be an emergency to some. However, this is not a valid reason to dial 911. No, it's not, that's not a real emergency. That's kind of an emergency, but not a 911 emergency. To a Canadian hockey player, though, this is an emergency. Fair enough. You got to have that Zamboni. What disturbs me about this story is that there are actually Canadians without regular access to Zambonis. That's tough, man. That shouldn't be. And for the price of a cup of coffee a day, you can support a Canadian without a Zamboni. Call 1-800-ZAMBONI. It fits. It works. That works? Yeah. Seven digits. I'm sure that's an actual phone number. Don't call it. There was a beef thief, a real-life hamburglar. It wasn't a hamburger he stole, though. It was more more bizarre than that. It was steak. So Buddy's cooking a steak on his barbecue in the garage. He has the garage door open. Yeah, winter barbecuing. We've all done this. Yeah, fair enough. So he's cooking his steaks, goes inside for a minute, and then comes out. The steaks are gone. Just left for a few minutes, probably to go get the tongs or something. Grill's still burning. Steaks are gone. Yeah. That is 
brazen. Called the OPP. Someone had the audacity to walk into the garage and take the steaks. Is that worth the criminal charge? What if they were really good steaks? Well, I know. There's a lot at stake, actually. Oh, shame on you. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe it was a dog or a raccoon that lives in the rafters or something. I can't imagine an actual person walking by smelling those steaks. I don't know, dude. I can't imagine this now that I'm thinking about it. I don't know, dude. I'm walking by an open garage and I'm smelling those sweet steaks. You've been in that position before. You're walking down the street. It's in the middle of summer. Bright, sunny day. Somebody's grilling. You don't know where it is, but you want to. You don't do it because you have things to do, but you want to follow your nose to where the house is grilling meat on your Mm. street somewhere. Mm-hmm. You want to find it. You want to steal those burgers. You want to steal that steak. We've all been there. You should never do this, but yeah, you want to. You should never, ever do it. Someone, we've, we've all thought about it. Someone gave in to the temptation and just did it. Oh, and they have burn marks all over their hands, but their belly's full of delicious T-bone. The beef thief. Well, they've rebranded fencing in France. They've called it lightsaber dueling. You do the fencing with lightsabers. It's now an official sport. It's become such a popular thing for the kids. Dude, I'm in. And the main reason they glamorized fencing was to get the kids off their smartphones, get them off of the Fortnite and into sports again. The Fortnite. The Fortnite. Am I that old? Yeah. That Fortnite. I read it on the Facebook. Fortnite for me is just something you did Back in the day. <laughs> this is what we called a two-week span. Yeah. We called it a fortnight, kids. Back into fortnight. Abraham Lincoln was president. We figured there's a few other sports that maybe if you want to get some young people into them, get the kids back on the field. Baseball, just call it what it really is. Drinks with the guys. Yeah, that's more appealing. That, that, I think that would get the kids involved. Even swimming lessons, it's hard to drag them there anymore. They should rebrand it, how to move like Aquaman. Dude, take my money. Yeah. Cricket. I know they're trying to get cricket back in here on county they're trying to get more immigrants in here bringing in some cricket just call it spicy baseball spicy baseball that's what it is i like that baseball with flavor you could get kids into curling by making all the curling stones pokemon characters Ooh, pokeballs because the bullseye looks mysteriously like a pokeball it kind of does and you just tell them get those pokemon characters into the middle and you catch them Dude, I'm in, man. Right? I'm in. Tennis. We got a couple tennis courts around here on county. Jumbo ping pong. Kids love ping pong. They play it at the YMCA here in Godrich. Soccer. Soccer memberships are down too. Call it theatrical falling lessons. You can get the uh, arts kids uh, involved. Uh, get yeah, bring all the arts kids in. Yeah, and then if somebody just touches your jersey, you fall over dramatically. I am dead. Oh my god. Very Shakespearean. Or you could combine wrestling with stick handling. We already have Yeah, that. we got hockey. It's called hockey. We got hockey. Two adults facing misdemeanor charges after a buffet brawl. Over what, though? Crab legs. Oh, yeah, I'd fight for crab legs. You might fight for crab legs. Yeah. Witnesses say plates were shattering and a woman was beating a man. They were using the service tongs as fencing swords. Nice. This was an all-out brawl. (laughs) First of all, they were angry because the crab took longer than 10 minutes. Oh, that's tough. You're going to be at the buffet for five hours anyway. That's a long time in the first world. They got hangry, crabby, bad pun. Guy suffered a gash on his head. Holy crap. (laughs) It just got out of hand. I looked for the video. Unfortunately, there's no video. That's tough. My kids behaved more civil last night. They were fighting over a ice cream bar. There was one left. Just kind of sat back and thought, I don't know how they're going to resolve this, but they'll do the right thing. (laughs) They split it up into three parts. Going to say how many stitches? No. They realized there's three of us. Why don't we split it? Easy. That's stupid. Then they only get half an ice cream popsicle. 
Oh, the importance of being nice to service workers. There's this man accused of dipping his testicles in a customer's salsa. Ugh, just what, the thought of this. What restaurant was this so I can avoid it? This happened in the States. The delivery people, Mexican food, picked up this food, was delivering it somewhere. Driver posted a video and said, this is what you get when you give an 89 cents tip for an almost 30 minute drive. So this this delivery guy's delivering food 30 minutes. Dips his nuts in the salsa. Gets an 89 cents Good tip. Good lord. I must have given the tip ahead of time, so wasn't too happy about this. He so. sounds wonderful. He sounds like a nice dude what a stupid thing to do though because like people aren't gonna know about it anyway what kind of satisfaction would you get out of it i mean the balls to do such a thing really i mean i see why they give the meals out in bags i guess it gives new meaning to the term double dip it's the new ball sack supreme at taco bell Yeesh. one third of irish people believe that leprechauns exist or existed but before you criticize the Irish, which is really easy sometimes, us Canadians believe a lot of crazy crap. Like, for example, four out of five Canadians believe they'll win something on a roll up the rim. The evidence is just not there. No, it's just it's not. not there. One third of people in Canada mix up Michael Buble with Santa Claus because they both only come out at Christmas. We only hear from them at Christmas. Seems like it. Five out of six Carlo residents believe there are more than six residents of Carlo. Well, wow, really? Yeah, there's only like three houses. Oh, don't be deceived. One third of Canadian hockey parents actually think they know more than the ref. Yeah. It's not true at all. So we believe some bizarre things as well. We certainly do, especially here in Huron. One out of three people in Venastra actually think they live in Clinton. It's an easy confusion to make. No, I totally get it. The top 10 reasons why people don't exercise more. We as humanity have gone soft. Your reason for not exercising on the weekend was you wanted that bag of chips. Yeah, I ate a whole bag of chips. You'd rather have the bag of chips than exercise. They were on sale. Great reason. About as good as these reasons. The gym's too far away. I don't have time. Don't have the motivation. I don't like exercising. Oh, exercising is the worst. Work gets in the way. Feel too old. I don't have equipment at home. There's always an excuse, isn't there? Working out is not fun, man. I ate too much. If you don't have a good excuse, you can find one to make up. You're kind of windy today. It's too dark out. Yeah, no, the sun sets too early now. Oh, I got this zit on my nose. I'm gritting my teeth through it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Just can't wait to get home and take a nap. They'll have one more bag of chips. You get a deal if you buy oh, two bags. That's exercise, right? There's a lot of chewing going on you there. Gotta, yeah, you're pushing your arm down into the bag, but, lifting up a fistful of chips, shoving yeah. it down your throat. You have to do a lot of chewing. That burns a lot of calories. It's like a bicep curl. I think it must be negative calories. It's pretty, mu- it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. And they're kettle cooked and nothing bad ever came out of a kettle. Right. <laughs> kind of a new thing where we want to know where our food comes from. That's a great thing about like shopping at the farmer's market. Kind of know red pepper is from Lucknow or it's from Teeswater, where things are coming from. But somebody wants to do this on a grander scale. With our meat company, they've outfitted so far 100,000 chickens with trackers. The sensors upload information such as how much exercise the chicken got, what it ate. It's also working on facial recognition technology (laughs) for the chickens. They look different. Strapping a Fitbit to the chicken and they're counting its steps? Basically, yeah. Like, the chicken slept six hours last night. It's a chicken fit bit. So <laughs> a you chick can, bit. So you can make sure the organic chicken you saw on the farm is the same one that ends up on your plate. So basically, the future of this is you, instead of looking at ingredients, you turn over your chicken and you, there's a basically a bio of the chicken. Like, this chicken's name was Peter. He listened to Skinner and he loved watching Survivor. His favorite movie was big. Likes to take long walks across the road. When he was slaughtered, he was surrounded 
by his wife and kids. I don't think I want to know this about my chicken. I totally want to know all of that stuff. I want to know that the chicken listened to Rush. I want to know that the chicken wore like a Canadian tuxedo. He wore a lot of denim on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah, went out clubbing. He got with some guy chicken sometime just during that experimental time in college when he went to chicken college. Yes. I want to know about all these things. Know your meat. Know your meat, people. Mm. And buy local, too. Local meat tastes better. It does. I'm excited for 2020. You know why? Why? There's going to be a themed cruise. Thank you for being a <laughs> What a terrible Trust song. Then back again. Your heart is true. You're a friend and a confidant. Oh, yeah. I remember the Golden Girls. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a cruise in 2020. Are any of them besides Betty White still alive? No, all dead. For real? I think so. Tell me about this cruise. Yeah, they got such events like Golden Girls trivia. There's going to be a bar crawl, Dorothy's bingo, the Rusty Anchor karaoke party, and one night in St. Olaf dance party. What the hell is one night in St. Olaf? Was that an episode? It was an episode. <laughs> and the game. You're talking like everybody knows the name of the episodes of Golden you know, Girls. Google and Flugel. They're going to be playing that too. I don't know what that means. No, they're all dead, man. Estelle Getty died in 2008. Rue McClanahan died in 2010. Oh. B. Arthur died in 2009. Yeah, Betty White, the surviving member. They got to get. If Betty White was on there, I would totally go. You I better. better Estelle Getty my tickets. Shame on you. <laughs> Shame on you. So I used to watch this show. It was big when I was in high school, college. And I couldn't help but think when I was watching this show, I had to sneak watch. My parents wouldn't let me watch this show. Your parents wouldn't let you watch Golden Girls. They were so promiscuous. Your parents got it then. Your and parents I, no, your parents were smart to not let you watch it because those girls were dirty. It was crazy. They should have been called Dirty Girls. It was like they were all, it was like they were a second adolescence. These yeah. 60 plus women. It's like the show was written about 20-year-old college girls. Yes. But then they cast it with 60, 70, 80-year-old women. Totally. Who just, like, all the time. All the time. It was, like, like, regular, they had, like, a different partner every, like, few episodes. It was they, ridiculous. They talk about, like, the problems they would have yeah. in the sack. But good for them. But it made me think, like, these 60-plus these women after marriage, after career, even after children, are having more fun than me in college. Yeah, you were in college. So you're a 20-something watching these old ladies and you're like, I wish I could like them. <laughs> Quite a show. It was way ahead of its time. It made me look forward to being an elderly person. Estelle Getty's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. My wife and I, we thought we'd give ourselves a bit of a year off. We were both busy on Valentine's Day and we thought, well, we'll do something later. Then I forgot that it's kind of nice for the kids to see you being all lovey-dovey in front of them and buying candy for each other. Except your kid doesn't care about that. He doesn't care about the lovey-dovey. Probably not. He was worried. He approached you and he said, what's up? You guys didn't celebrate this year. Is everything okay? Where's the leftover candy? Where's the trickle-down candy? We'll have a, maybe a couple chocolates. And then, hey, kids, it's all yours. And he was worried because he didn't see any chocolate in the household from Valentine's Day. Yeah. So he was worried mom and dad aren't in love with each other. Maybe there's a divorce well, he's, coming. He's not that young. Okay. I wasn't really that worried. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys divorcing? There's no chocolate. He's 16. 
But he did bring up the fact that, like, he missed not having some treats in the house. And it is a nice thing, even if you're not really into the whole Valentine's Day thing. If you have younger kids, they learn by example. So be as romantic and over the top as you want next year. When you're buying your sweetie some chocolates, make sure you think of the children. My crazy kids were doing something crazy yesterday. They grabbed a fitted sheet, a couple skateboards, and they were flying down the road using the wind. Where cars drive. So I go running out there. Uh, not a good idea. You can't see the cars coming because uh-huh. that fitted sheet is covering your view. Right. But it did look like a lot of fun. <laughs> I must say. Do you find that happens a lot as a dad? Your kids are having a good time doing something that might not be the safest, and you're like, oh, that looks like fun, but I have to tell them as a father not to do that. I know. Really, I just wanted to grab a skateboard and a fitted sheet myself and join them. You're like, give me those. Those are dangerous. Go inside. Your father's very disappointed (laughs) in you. As soon as they close the door, okay, now I got to try that. Flying down the road, buddy. (laughs) Dad, how did you get injured? No, I I did the responsible thing and told them to take it to a parking lot. Hmm, yes. Where there are still cars, but fewer of them. Trying to spend more time with my daughter. She's home for a reading week. I had to go out and do the groceries yesterday. So I'm like, hey, can you come with me? Any excuse to hang out with your daughter who you hardly see. She can help you carry the groceries to the car. It was really nice. We went grocery shopping together. And at some point during our history, we just gave up bringing the kids grocery shopping. But now I'm realizing it is a good thing. Well, she learned a lesson yesterday. She learned a lesson. We went to three different stores, spent probably $100 at each store. She'd watch me. And by the end, of the shopping trip, my wallet was completely drained. And she she looks at me, Dad, this must be really sad for you. All your money is now gone. Yes, sweetheart. She yes, had it no, is. She had no idea. Every week it's traumatic. Every week I empty my wallet so you can eat. And it was funny because she had no idea just how much things cost and she actually had this appreciation for it. She's in university now, so she's getting a sense anyways. Yeah. But she goes down to the cafeteria and she has a meal plan card, so she's not really exchanging cash. Can you mean you spend all your money on us and we eat it yes dear you eat my money every single week and every (laughs) week it's just as traumatic as the last and i'm glad to do it and i'm happy to do it (laughs) but i have to work next to a bald a-hole who makes fun of my paper boy hat every day yeah so that i can feed you (laughs) yeah yes you need to appreciate me more yeah that's nice that's a nice lesson it was Yeah, and uh, that's why it's good to bring your young kids. Show them. This is how money works. This is how expensive you are. It's co-op Kate's favorite movie, The Notebook. Should be called The Dumpster Fire. You don't like this movie. I actually am kind of fond of The Notebook. They say they have an abusive relationship. I don't like that it romanticizes abuse. You like The Notebook, right, Kate? Yes, I do. Yeah. (laughs) What would you say if I told you on Netflix, so changing the ending? Be very upset about it. So the movie's about this couple, and he, this old guy reads from the notebook she read, and she has like Alzheimer's or dementia. Yeah. And when he reads from this notebook, she comes back for like a minute. So he gets her back for like a minute, and then she slips back into dementia. Well, and that's kind of a twist at the end too, right? He dies at the end. He, he slips into bed with her. She dies, and then he quickly dies afterwards. They take their last breath together. And it's I mean, so and, romantic. And then you spend the next hour crying. Right, yeah. Kate? Yeah. <laughs> it's, why, it's why we watch this movie. Sometimes you just feel like a good cry. You need a good cry. Throw on the notebook. That's why I watch the notebook when I need to cry. But Netflix thinks that we're too sensitive for this ending. They replace the ending of the two dying in each other's arms 
to the final shot with birds flying over a lake. I can see that every day. I can just yeah. walk down to the lake and see birds. Never like you're on flying over the lake. Geese there all the time. Uh, th- this isn't emotional for me. They never leave. Co-op Kate, since this is your favorite movie, appropriate ending. Do you feel it ruins the ending? It definitely ruins the ending. Ruins yeah. the ending of what was a dumpster fire to begin with. Don't replace just the ending with the birds. Replace the beginning and all the section in the middle with the birds as well. That would have greatly improved the Notebook. <laughs> Yeah, just birds. Just birds. Just all about birds. It's the movie about birds. Or just watch Blue Planet and tell your kids you're watching The Notebook. (laughs) (laughs) There is a traumatic scene, though, in Planet Earth when those two storks can't have a baby or something. That's tough. Remember that? Remember that? That was so Heart-wrenching. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds played the stork. I heard that. He was great. Yeah. He was great. I wish he won the Oscar that year. The Goddard BIA says they're no longer going to be managing the Sunday flea market throughout the summer in the town of Goddard. A lot of people upset about this. It started a petition online. A bunch of people have signed it. They want the flea market to stick around. What am I going to do on Sunday, they're saying? What are we going to do? I mean, where else could I get a good VHS copy of Kindergarten Cop? Totally. If the flea market's gone, where else will I buy a broken wooden spatula? Where else can I buy an entire box of Da Vinci Code books? Those are rare. Matt, if the flea market shuts down, where else can I get a hemp satchel for 40 or Tamagotchis with no batteries. Those are important to have. It's important to have those around. Matt, if the flea market closes, where am I supposed to find children's books with pages missing? The library, please. Or cassette tapes for my 85 Chevette. Me and Matt believe strongly in the flea market. Stick around. Where else am I going to find garbage? The garbage? Companies are opening nap rooms right there at your workplace. You can have a nap. I used to do this, actually. My previous company that I worked at, I would sleep on my lunch. Have a quick lunch and then nap for 20 minutes. Go to your car. In my car. Unfortunately, they didn't have a nap room there and they should have. They should have had a room there with a bed in it. Yeah, get a bed. Get a bed. Because I'd always go back feeling refreshed. Got more out of me. I'm, I'm convinced of this. Except you can't call them nap rooms because people will feel lazy. Take advantage of them, yeah. Like call them recharge rooms or something or maybe a Canadian tire, for example. You could call them inflation stations. Look at that. You know, if you're feeling like a flat tire, go pump yourself up in the inflation station. If you're feeling deflated, go get inflated. Yeah, that would be great. KFC workers have the just a big bucket, an isolation bucket. Oh, nice. Wouldn't that be good? You can have like essential oils going in there with the smell of fried chicken. Mm. Just have a nice nap. There's a few places in the town of Godrich. If you like peace and quiet, head to Suncoast Mall. Lots of places to sleep there. It's quiet there. If you like ambient sound, though, just attend a town council meeting at Town Hall. Yeah, or just sleep in the seats like everyone else. Yeah, just like the rest yeah. of the council. Yeah. I'm, and also, if it's late, maybe you're driving through the town of Blythe. Just lay on the pile of drunks behind the boot late at night. Perfect. They'll keep you nice and warm. And those drunks are inviting. Mm. They're a good group, those drunks. Yeah, yeah. They're comfortable. They're very comfortable. This school in Montreal that's encouraging horseplay, encouraging roughhousing. Yeah, they're trying to get the third graders to get all their energy out, be better behaved in class. It's a pilot project. They sent letters home to parents saying, hey, your kids are going to be okay. Teachers are going to be very closely supervising. The kids are going to be getting physical in the schoolyard. They might like the fighting so much, though, that it'll carry on into class. I don't know. Maybe the kids will be starting their own fight club. Who knows, man? It's Quebec. There are no rules in Quebec, Matthew. Incredible. You can buy alcohol at 18. It's nuts. Yeah. Absolutely nuts in Quebec. Out of control. Oh, it's going to be absolutely crazy. The teachers are going to be starting wrestling rings. Oh, Kaylee Ann just power slammed Cody off the monkey bars. I want to see less Mr. Rogers out there, more John Cena. Come on, more fighting.
Less Paw Patrol, more Power Rangers. Oh, Cody just executed the elementary elbow on Declan from Mrs. Josie's finger painting class. Time to come in, kids. We're watching the Rocky Trilogy today. Stop your whining. We're not putting on How to Train a Dragon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Bella just tore Absidy's frozen costume. Boo. Bryson, I want to see more budding in that slide lineup. Come on. Come on. Get, get, get the right up front. How would you feel about this, though? If you got a third grade kid and the teacher sent home a letter saying, we're going to start letting them wrestle in the snow at school. Yeah. How do you feel about this? Uh, I think it's absolute insanity. I think people will go nuts. Teachers letting the kids fight. It's not, but it's not a serious fight. It's just roughhousing. Yeah, you know what? Animals do this. That's how they learn things. They, they roughhouse, they play. Animals throw feces at each other, Matthew. It's true. Yeah. We shouldn't do everything the animals do. Mm -hmm. Or maybe we should start throwing feces at each other. I don't know. I'm not a teacher. I'm not a teacher. If I was a kid, though, I would rather play full contact dodgeball than hopscotch. Yes, dude. So there we go. We got to start a dodgeball league. That's what Huron County's missing. <laughs> Cool news out of South Huron District High School. They got this cosmetology program. Hair, makeup, skin, things to make you look pretty. We have co-op Kate in our studio. She would sign up for this program. What would you say is your forte? I guess what do girls learn first? I always assumed it's the eyes or the mascara. Yeah, mascara and tinted lip balm was what I did first. What the hell is what? that? Lip balm that's tinted. tinted. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about this too Duh. much. Didn't know if it changed colors in the sun or something. What would you do for Fatty's face? I have to look at Fatty every morning. Yeah, okay, so I got the dark circles under my eyes. I got a big freaking nose and I got a shiny greasy bald head. What would you do with this. For the dark spots, you could go in with a green color correcting fluid and then go over top of it with concealer and foundation. The nose, you could use contour, which is a dark powder that's darker than your skin tone and you put it in the hollows of your face to make your face appear narrower and skinnier, I guess. And you could use powder to mat your head. Matt Hussey here. He's got some scruff. He's got yeah. the paper boy hat. And he, I don't think he showered in four days. It, it, what it, would we do for Matt? Uh, maybe like a, a tattoo of Ryan Gosling over your face. Yes. Oh, <laughs> co-op Kate is a genius. You got burned by a high school student. Co-op Kate. <laughs> so this happened on family day in Kingston grocery store, a food basics store. They accidentally kept the doors open for some reason. Somebody forgot to lock the doors. Customers just started walking in, started shopping, and then they'd get up to the till. Where's the cashier? <laughs> I need to buy my broccoli. Someone actually alerted the police after they saw someone coming out with some grape tomatoes. 911, there's an emergency. The grocery store is open with no cashiers. So they're all wondering, okay, what do we do? And this guy comes out with grape tomatoes and someone questioned this guy like, hey, are you stealing that stuff? And he's like, no, 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 I left a five on the till. There was no one there. <laughs> That's so Canadian. It's very Huron County though. Yeah. I feel like this is only a story because it happened in the city. Because you go to a city grocery store and you kind of work theft into the budget. It, it's part of living in the city, but you drive down to Huron County Road and you see especially those Amish and Mennonite little uh, vegetable sheds. Yeah. You go in, you take what you need, there's a little box, you drop your cash in and you, you walk out. There's nobody there to cash you out. You, it's the honor system. It's more news in Huron County when those things get robbed. Yeah. That's the news story. That in this area, the story's not somebody acted honestly at yeah. a grocery store. Here it's, oh my God, can you believe somebody didn't use the honor system properly? Yeah, and like no one was walking out with steaks or whatever. The guy over paid for the cherry tomatoes. It was less than five bucks. <laughs> Even but he, he left a five and he walked out. Even overpaid. Oh, this country's awesome, dude. Uplifting news. 
We might soon have space roasted coffee. Explain this to me. There's a startup company wants to literally take coffee to new heights, launching a space capsule full of coffee beans. They believe the absence of gravity could just be the perfect secret they've been looking for to make the perfect coffee. That's nonsense. On Earth here, the beans tumble around, they break apart, and are roasted unevenly. But in zero-gravity conditions, beans would float freely in a heated oven with heat being distributed evenly. Imagine how much this will cost. Yeah, it'll cost a lot. And then you'll get those super coffee snobs. You serve them the Maxwell House. Oh, I know. Excuse me, was this coffee space roasted? No. Oh, that explains why it's so bad. I only do the space roasted coffee. It's like those people who only wear like fair trade cotton. It's like, I don't drink anything that's not space roasted. Yeah. Yeah, gravity is cruel to animals. Burning beans coming in from from space into Earth. Yeah. It's just going to burn the hell out of them. It'll taste awful. You might as well drink Tim Hortons. Ah, Starbucks. Three out of ten Irish people believe leprechauns did or do exist. Yeah, a lot of them thought that they just set sail for somewhere else where they could find more gold. I suggested Newfoundland. Yeah. I met a couple Newfies. They're great people, but... That's where they ended up. Mysterious. Yeah. Mysterious. But then we got to thinking, well, I mean, there's some crazy things that us Canadians believe. We just want to believe they're true, so we just propel this mythology. It's Keep true. Keep it going. Like, for example, four out of five Canadians believe they'll win something on Roll Up the Rim. It's just not it, true. It just, the myth keeps going we every keep year. perpetuating this thing. A third of Canadians believe that going up the CN Tower is actually worth the money. Not worth Still. it. No, you'd be surprised to learn. Totally you, not worth it. You get it. up there, there's nothing up there. Like, oh, we're just high. Oh. Nine out of ten Toronto residents say that this is the year the Leafs will win the Cup. It just keeps every year. Just it, sadness. It's craziness. Sadness. One third of people in Ontario believe that they can have that funnel cake at Canada's Wonderland and not feel sick riding the roller coasters. Hey, I'm one of those people. No, you got to have it at the end of the day. No, that's too bad. Oh, Premier Doug Ford. I'm glad to know that my tax dollars are going to maybe get him a new camper van. Court documents show that Premier Doug Ford allegedly asked police to buy him this fancy pants van and cover up the costs. Sure, that's scandalous, but I think it's more scandalous what he's asking for in this van. Is it a Ford? So he's asking for a 32-inch television with a Blu-ray player, leather power reclining sofa bench. Ooh. It's all going to cost just over 50K. A mini fridge. This thing sounds nicer than my home. Seriously, it's nice. There's like a blueprint of the van. It's pretty long. But if he's going to use my tax dollars, at least get a 50-inch and a streaming service. Blu-ray player? Who does Blu-ray players anymore? Yeah, that thing is going to be bouncing around. The disc is going to skip. Do it right. If you're going to steal my money, you got to do it right. It's going to mess up the film when he watches The Matrix back again. Yeah. We've always joked on the air about how Premier Doug Ford sounds a little like Chris Farley. He has that kind of exasperated My friends! My friends! friends. Now Ford actually has a van that he can drive down by the river. And I live in a van down by the river! My friends! I want to live in a van down by the river. I'm wondering if this is more trying to relate to the hipster roots because he's buying this big camper. They're describing it as a camper van in the reports. That's all millennials want to do is fix up a van and live in it. There's a millennial hipster that lives in the Hussey household who has a camper van. Yeah. It's kind of similar things. Like, there's a mini fridge in your son's camper van. Exactly. And my son, he could probably do it for about a tenth of the cost. He could. He's a thrifty kid. So, yeah, Doug Ford, call my son. He's fixing up his own camper van. He can help you. Call the station. Our people will contact your people, Premier Ford. 
talking about this big buffet brawl that happened over crab legs. They were using the tongs as fencing swords. The police were called. It was crazy. But you were telling me you had a, an incident with your little brother. Yeah, years ago, before I moved to Godrich, I was tasked with taking care of my younger brother. I think he was like 14 at the time. Mom and dad are gone. It's just me and him. So I cook his dinner. I think it was mashed potatoes. Oh, that's nice. My mom makes mashed potatoes and they're great. So I tried to make mashed potatoes like hers. Set the table, pour his dish. First bite. First thing he says, not thank you for dinner. How long did this take you? An hour. Yeah. yeah I was okay. a kid. I was a kid too. First thing he says is, mm, not as good as mom's. Oh, went, went right for the, the gut. Laser to the heart. And I'm, 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 not, I'm not a yelling dude. I don't, I don't yell and I don't argue. I just got up, grabbed his plate, scraped it into the trash and was like, go to your room. You don't get dinner tonight. Go to your room. Go to your room. Older brothers can send their younger brothers to the room? I was a lot bigger than him, yeah. Wow. The scrawny kid. <laughs> it's like, go to your room. So I got mad. But this happens even now. Like, I'll be cooking a meal for my girlfriend and I, I like things spicy, so I spice it. Yeah. And then she'll be like, I can't eat this. It's way too hot. Uh, it is a thing. When you cook something with love and you take the time to do it. My son did this to me yesterday. He was sort of joking because he knows this is a thing with me. I asked him, oh, so how, how's the meal? I made this incredible pasta. It had cashews in it, pepper. I mean, it was just full of flavor. How's the pasta, son? Let me just squirt four liters of hot sauce on it first, And Dad. then I was like, well, that happened too. I had two incidents last night with supper. <laughs> oh, there's two. He, he kind of <laughs> he rolled his eyes and like, eh, there's not much flavor. Oh, and, and he, them's fighting words, son. They, they were, and... He looked at his siblings, too, when he said it. So I, th- I think he was just... <laughs> He's he, looking for backup? He was trying to get... <laughs> He's like, I effed up, guys. Back me up, please. He was just trying to get me going. And, and so it was kind of cute. It was, it was fun. But then my oldest son takes a big bowl of this stuff, and before he even tries it, starts pouring the hot sauce on it. I was insulted because I took time to create a dish filled with flavor that didn't need the hot sauce. Right. I was insulted. Taking it too seriously. No dinner for them. I'm just happy at the end of the day they get a good meal in them, so I don't care what they put on it. They're well-fed kids. Well-fed. Even if the food tastes terrible. Doug Ford, who had something to say to the kids yesterday. Hi, friends! <laughs> yeah, so there was a bunch of student protesters. They were at the legislature for the start of business. Queens Park is back in business. And they were demonstrating against some cuts to student grants. A lot of grants that students use to be able to go to college. Premier Ford cut those, so they were demonstrating, and uh, they used some curse words. They got kicked out. Premier Doug Ford, uh, after saying, Hi, friends! He said, you kids need to have your mouths washed out with soap. Washed out with soap. And I was thinking, man... I remember parents telling my friends that if they cursed, you gotta have, we're gonna wash your mouth out with soap if you keep talking like that. These 20 somethings probably had no idea what he was saying. If only they knew other sayings, like don't have a cow. You know what that means? Don't have a cow means like don't freak out. Don't, yeah, don't, yeah. yeah. So they could have come back with that, followed by Ford coming back with, these kids don't even know their onions. These kids don't know their onions. Does that mean like they just don't know what they're talking about? Yeah, pretty much. That's about it. There we go. To know what's up or what's going on. They don't know their onions? People used to say that? They were just upset that they'll have less happy cabbage. <laughs> what does that mean? Happy cabbage. Happy cat, like a good, like a good harvest, like a good life, a good prosperous life. Yeah, a sizable amount of money to spend on yourself. It's like, okay. like when you find that extra 20 in your pocket. It's that, oh, I got some happy cabbage. Wow. Yeah. That's some old time. What was the war like, Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> what does... 
Pang wangled mean? Pang wangled. Mm-hmm. Pang wangled. Does that just mean like frustrated, upset? Mm, no, actually the opposite. So maybe these kids should have tried a different approach, the pang-wangled approach, to go along cheerfully in spite of your misfortunes. Pang-wangled. That sounds like a move me and my girlfriend do. Yeah. You want to try the pang-wangle? Yeah. Sounds sounds exciting. The bed is a poor man's opera. What does that mean? (laughs) It reminds me of Willy Wonka when the grandpa's in the bed and he starts singing when he gets to go to the Wonka factory. I'm guessing it's a Willy Wonka reference. No. no, it means you can't afford expensive things, entertainments and such, but you can still be passionate and good in bed. Oh, remember when we used to be great <laughs> poor people way back in the day? Try that when your uh, significant other wants to go on an expensive vacation. Hey, well, we don't need to go anywhere. The bed is a poor man's opera. We need some happy cabbage. Good news for people who like tubing and people who like fast food. I like tubing and fast food. Taco Bell is opening the first slide through. So you place your Taco Bell order at the top of the hill, then you slide down and you grab your Cheetos Crunch Wrap slider. And then at the bottom of the hill, toilet that you slide right into, Taco Bell just goes right through you. It's through you by the time you're at the bottom of the hill. There is a hole in those tubes. For emergencies. Totally. It's why the KFC in Concordant, it's why it's at the top of the bluffs there. Mm. You have your KFC, you roll down to the little creek at the bottom, and you wash <laughs> yourself off. The emergency creek. It's man-made. They put it there just for that reason. We've all used the emergency creek. Yeah. And there's like a fit body boot camp or something right next to the KFC as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you do your workout, you head to the KFC, you get a bucket of the kernel, you slide down the bluffs in Concordant, you wash yourself off, and then you go home and you cry for a couple hours, talking about why you did it, and then the next day you go back and do the same thing. You either go to the ER, or the EC, the emergency creek. So this man attempted a world record for doing jumping jacks while on fire. That's not even the best part of the story. Explain what he does for his day job. Nicholas Cage's stunt double. <laughs> That's more of the story. Yeah, the, there's an actual festival called Nicholas Uncaged where they watch Nicholas Cage films and during intermission there's Nicholas Cage songs they sing, skits, poetry and more. This sounds like the worst festival ever. I'm more of a festival protector. <laughs> There's a lot of good Nicolas Cage movies. A lot of bad ones, too, but I can't think of a good one Raising right now. Raising Arizona. That was good back in the day. <laughs> Face-off was serviceable. And those ones where he finds things in behind uh, Mount Rushmore and stuff. Yeah, the, the National Treasure. The National Treasure <laughs> yeah. movies. Yeah. Those were all right. At what point, though, did Nicolas Cage movies just all become bad? I've got a mortgage on my boathouse I need to pay off. Yeah. Expensive. Look forward to Knowing 2 coming to your theater next year. Call me a fool, but I don't think this is a good idea for a rodeo. I don't care, man. I still want to see it at the Dungannon Pro Rodeo. They call it Cowboy Pinball. They did this at a Kentucky rodeo recently. The video's recently gone viral because it's just, it's nuts. It's so messed up. Cowboy Pinball involves one angry bull, 23 volunteers. These are just people that showed up. They're not professional rodeo clowns. They stand in the bullpen and they let the bull loose. And is it the last one standing wins a bunch of cash? $100 tied around the bull's neck. The contestants, they go in, they have to stand in their little circle and not move. And whoever grabs the $100 bill gets the hun- keep the $100. $100 is not That's worth. That's not worth risking your life for. Getting gored by an angry bull. <laughs> yeah. 
And the video shows this bull just darting for the people, and they're flipping into the stands. Yeah, bulls are like 2,000 pounds and angry as hell. I don't know how they got away with this. They said people had to sign waivers, of course, in case they die. Dungan and Rodeo. Hope the organizers don't do it. No. And if they do, I hope they let me film it, because holy yeah. crap. Yeah, at least get it on film. We want to see it. Because the courts will definitely need that. The Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty Podcast.